Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode five of Transformers Energon. It is the new Cybertron City. This episode was written by Shoji Tanoki, and the last time on Transformers Energon, the Terracons attacked Mars base for their Energon reserves, and Optimus decided it was in everybody's best interest to not help anyone. <laughs> and in this episode, uh, Kicker's wandering through the snow. Not, he doesn't know what he's looking for. I will say, I really like his jacket. Yeah, it's stylish, I guess. Is it? It's a stylish jacket. I like the big collar, the buckle. Yeah, very tasteful. <laughs> yeah, he's just out for a walk in the snow, and he finds an energon beam, he calls it, but he doesn't remember how he got here, and all of a sudden there's a mountain, and he's seen that before, and then he wakes up because it was all a dream. <laughs> and does his room not look like a prison cell? Yeah, especially when they show it from overhead. It looks like... There's another room right beside it, so like the, maybe there's no ceiling. Yeah, oh yeah, and it looks like it's, I don't know, 10 feet by 10 feet. There's nothing. This is a teenage boy. There's no art on the wall. There is just a bed and then a night table coming out from the wall with a laptop on it. And he uses that laptop to find a picture of the mountain he saw in his dream. Yeah, like immediately he does like a Google search for, I guess he typed in, mountain I just saw in my dream. And you know what? I bet in five <laughs> years, Google will have enough information about us that you could wake up and type yeah. that in and it would bring it up. Yeah, ChatGPT will figure it out. Either way, he knows knows where it is and figures that must be an Energon point. Yeah, and this is like the first, I'm fairly certain, the first time that he's just decided he can, no, does does he detect Energon or does he detect other Autobots or does he, what the the hell is his his, um, (laughs) Dragon Ball? Bald sea hair His hairdo alarm. The hairdo alarm. Because, well, now he's there at this location, and he brought strong arm with him, and back at their camp, so I guess they set up a camp out here, too. Ironhide, Hotshot, and Demolisher are here, too, and Hotshot still has Megatron's sword on his mind, and if Megatron is alive, why hasn't he shown himself? Yeah. Or, this, sorry, Demolisher's still thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and this episode is, it got a, it's got two things, one I really like and one I don't. And the, one, the one I really like is this story of Demolisher is going to have some serious, like, his... I don't know. His allegiance is going to continue to slowly shift, and I like how slowly it shifts over these episodes. But why is uh, Kicker the only one out looking for this Energon? Yeah. The rest of them are just walking I think around. They could at least build an Energon detector or something to take with them. Or something. Now at Unicron, the Terracons are dropping off their latest haul, and Cyclonus and Tidal Wave, they're with them, and they want to see Megatron for themselves, and... Sure enough, they find him inside the tunnels, and Cyclonus is like, "Yoo-hoo, you wake in there!" And starts knocking on his head. Titanus is like, "Stop that!" Just backhands him. He knocks him back. <laughs> and Megatron is massive here. He's as mm. big as Tidal Wave. Like Cyclonus looks puny next to him. But uh, so yeah, we then oh, and there's a uh, Alpha Q. They want to meet Alpha Q. I think is this one it is. But Alpha Q talks a bit as they do. Um, and they need more Energon to wake up Megatron. Now on Cybertron, Rad's still alive, and he and Dr. <laughs> Jones have uh, Optimus on the screen, and apparently they fixed up his, like, Voltron parts from last time when they got all smashed up. So yeah, they're all fixed up, two coats of wax, and they want to stay updated on Kicker Search for Energon near the mountain, and they space bridge Optimus's Voltron parts to Earth, which he immediately combines with, and then immediately takes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you don't even see him take off. It's take them off. He like he combines everything. It's the entire animation. He calls out everybody, every part by name, and then the next shot is him walking through a door. 
Just regular old Optimus. Yeah, works great. All right, let's do something else. <laughs> yeah, he heads inside. That was worth our time. He, he gets inside <sighs> and tells Inferno to send the coordinates of the Energon to Dr. Jones as soon as they have them. But Jetfire's like, well, hold on a minute. That might be a bad idea. That transmission could be intercepted. And also, Demolisher is with them. But because he's an idiot, Optimus won't listen to his second-in-command's concerns. He's like, no, I've heard enough about Demolisher. He's fine. We can trust him. It is very... It's Gary Chalk, Optimus. I wasn't surprised, I'll say that. Um, I, I did like that Optimus has to have it explained to him that Decepticons might listen in and there might be spies. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, anyway, back to the, uh, I don't know if they're the Arctic or where they are, but um, Demolisher is having one of his, I want to be a member of the team, but I'm not going to help out and I'm not taking orders and I'm not one of you moments. Well, yeah, they're just walking along, lugging all this gear closer to the site where Kicker is, I guess, and like all the Autobots are carrying stuff, but Demolisher's just bringing up the rear, not carrying a thing, and I think Ironhide's like, aren't you going to help carry? He's like, I don't carry things, I'm not a pack animal, I don't take orders from Autobots, and then they kind of start arguing and get all in each other's face, and then Hotshot just breaks them up. It's like, all right, shake hands, make up, and all this other stuff. No, but but <laughs> no, but he he makes Ironhide apologize to Demolisher. Yeah. The, uh, so I really had to analyze this because Ironhide really doesn't like Demolisher, but he doesn't like him for the wrong reasons. He doesn't like him because he's a Decepticon. It's not because he has reason to not trust him. He He's effectively being racist, kind of, if that's possible in this situation. But Ironhide, at, at the same time, um, not Ironhide, uh, Hotshot should be getting Demolisher to pick up the slack. Like, yes, Ironhide, you shot your mouth off at Demolisher, but Demolisher, if you want to be on the team, you got to pick up your slack. So there's this neat moment where Ironhide is kind of right in not trusting Demolisher, but he's not trusting Demolisher for all the wrong reasons. And meanwhile, Demolisher's kind of course is becoming less trustworthy. I really like this. Yeah, I like where they're taking him. I completely lost our spot in the show. Where the hell were we? Oh, oh, um, um, yeah, so we go to uh, Kicker, and this is where he falls into uh, the ravine. You'll always remember Ravine! <laughs> Do you remember those commercials in the 80s for the hypnotist? Oh, yes, yes, Ravine. Now I remember, yeah. Right? Ravine will be in the Moncton <laughs> yes. Auditorium this no, August no. 2nd. You'll always... Hey, cue the commercial, Lou. Be a part of the entertainment value of a lifetime. I loved it. His best performance I've seen in a lifetime. I love the show. I liked it very much. He's a very entertaining man. It's well worth the money. Now appearing in Charlottetown, coming to Halifax November 6th to the 18th, and St. John November 20th through the 26th. Now I remember. Kicker's still out searching, but then fog, he calls it, it's fog, and a snowstorm starts rolling in, and Hotshot radios in for him to head back, which he starts to do, but then the snow really starts coming down, he can't see where he's going, and he drives Grindor off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, so they end up in this ravine, and he, like, this is when he has the dream of his dad, right? Yeah, it's flashback time. Oh, and I think they're trying to portray his dad as like, I'm just working hard and I want to make things good for you. But his dad is like completely ignoring his son. He never once looks him in the face when they're talking. He's always in a monotone voice like, we can't go home. I know you hate it here. I know you don't it's enjoy like your life. dad from yeah. Armada. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep you on Mars as a seven-year-old boy for another three weeks where you won't interact with any other people. Like, his dad is... Uh, 
fucking, I don't like that, dude. Anyway, Kicker wakes up and is like, why was I dreaming about my dad? Hey, uh, Grindor, let's get out of here. We can't. Uh." Yeah, so Hotshot and the other two start heading towards Kicker now that they kind of have an idea where he is. And back at the base, Inferno detects an enemy warp signal, and it's at Kicker's location, and it's Cyclonus. Tidal Wave is here, too, and they want to know where the Energon is. And we get a legitimate avalanche. (laughs) Well, yeah, because they start blasting down at him because Hotshot won't tell them. He's like, all right, don't tell me. I'll go ask Demolisher and just blast oh, yeah. it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Avalanche time. Yeah, so uh, the Terracons are attacking, like Iron Hide and Demolisher are fighting them. Um, and then... Oh, there's a cutaway a bit where, uh, like, uh, Kicker's trying to get out of the um, the ravine on, like, the the fall, the snow that's fallen down on Grindor. He can't. Um, and then we have the big fight where Demolisher... I think this is where he meets Tidal Wave and Cyclonus, and they're like... You know, there's a lot of traitor talk. Well, yeah, because Cyclonus is like, man, are you sure you're on the right side? Like, get over here and join us. And Cyclonus sees Strongarm, who's uh, on his way to rescue Kicker. He's like, oh, look, an Omnicon. That must mean that's where the Energon is, which actually is the case. But it's kind of uh, it's not really irony. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we forgot to mention uh, K- uh, Kicker down when he's in the ravine, his hair glows, and he's like, oh, there's Energon right here. Um, but up in the surface, when Demolisher's kind of being accused by, uh, kind of being a traitor by Cyclonus and Tidal Wave, at the same time, Ironhide is like, Demolisher, what the hell? You're supposed to be on our team. So he's getting kind of uh, emotionally pulled back and forth. Uh, yeah, he's but- getting it from both sides now. Which is a sex thing. Um, but then <laughs> Strong Arm gets to Kicker and apparently has built like an oil rigging platform. <laughs> what the hell is this thing? Well, he had it, it showed him pushing the gigantic cart as big as he is first. So I guess this okay. thing was what was inside okay, it. I missed and that. it starts lowering this pipe down for Kicker and Grindor to grab onto. And it's like just, just too short. Like it, it's maybe two feet too small, so that the kicker's trying to fly Grindor up a little bit just so he can grab the thing, and finally they manage to get on. Yeah, because he jumps. I was like, I was like jump! Just jump! Oh, okay, he jumped. So, you know, credit there, Shoji Tanoki. Oh, so then Optimus and uh, I think Inferno show up, right? Yeah, they just space bridge in once they get kicker and uh, strong arm out, and but then Terracons start flying towards them, but yeah, then Optimus and Inferno space bridge in, and they transform, and Optimus forms Voltron very quickly this time, because he doesn't describe it like he did before. I guess, you know, they only do that once an episode for budget reasons. Even, he, even the writers and the producers are like, okay, yeah, we, we pushed that. We're milking this animation bit. You gotta cut through this. You know? <laughs> yeah. Chop, chop. Then he orders the Autobots to withdraw. Like, what was the point of all of that? It's like, just everybody go stand over there. Like, no explanation. Which, when he said that, I was like, oh, my God, Gary Chalk Optimus. Here we go. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Um, and they move away. And then uh, Dr. Uh, Kicker's dad um, <laughs> drops Cybertron, I guess new Cybertron City, on the goddamn Terracons. Well, yes, this huge spaceship or something is what I call it starts to land at the Energon site. And the Autobots recognize it as Cybertron City, which, yeah, lands on these Terracons, just flattens them. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a, a really good animation sequence of like a lot of the flyacons trying to get away and just getting clipped by this thing falling down. And then all of the Voltronicons trying to run away as the shadow of this thing lowers Smoosh. down them. Yeah, and it just flattens them. And now Scorponox here and curse those Autobots for stealing off the Energon. And he and Mortaricons start attacking this place, which has now a crazy amount of possibly automatic, automatic defenses. Because yeah. I didn't see anybody hit any buttons to activate hate them maybe they finally got it working oh no in fact there's some really weak animation here where like the autobots are walking in and it's really really bad like just the legs are moving back and forth rhythmically and they are kind of floating across the surface at one point they walk out onto the i'm gonna call it the deck of new cybertron city for lack of a better term and they just the the models just literally slide out. Their yes. legs don't even One move. Of them's they not just even slide walking. into frame. And uh, there's another Omnicon here. I don't think we get his name, but he looks, I don't know what he looks like, almost like a crane, but this is weird kind of circle thing in the end of it. And he starts scanning either Scorponok or the Star Saber in Scorponok's hand. And he tells the other guy, yeah, I'm scanning it for cloning purposes. So like, Okay. I assumed this, it was Scorponok. The star might be an interesting thing. And if if that actually goes anywhere, you know, kudos to... That's a... Anyway. It's flashback time, and back in the past, Kicker and his family were flying home to Earth, presumably from Cybertron, but before they could make it to Earth, they need to stop for Energon. All right. Putting aside the commonly in science fiction ignored fact that once you're moving in space, Newton's first law will take care of things from there. Maybe they need the Energon to keep the lights on, life support, that kind of thing, in which case, fine. But doesn't it look to you like they stopped on Mars? Seems a little late in a trip from Cybertron to Earth to stop for gas if you're going to do it on Mars. Even if it's not Mars, just a planet that looks like it, why fly a spaceship between Cybertron and Earth at all if it's going to require weeks at a time, he said, probably more than once, to refuel on the way? Just space bridge! It's not like they just invented space bridges last week. That's how at least some of the Transformers got to Earth in Armada. It's a good bet it wasn't new technology even back then. If they can space bridge a city, surely it couldn't have been difficult to space bridge a spaceship with four people in it. You wouldn't even need the spaceship. Just send Rad through first, make sure it's safe. If he doesn't appear inside a wall or a thousand feet in the air or underwater or something, send the others. And if he does, well... Change some settings and uh, try again with. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. This episode was New Cybertron City. Paul, what was metropolitan about this episode? <laughs> I thought it was kind of silly, actually, how they send a city <laughs> from Cybertron. Like, if you can send that, can't you send more Autobots? Send something else that could help? Like yeah, you know, though, with this show, especially this, like, second part of the, tri- uh, the trilogy, I'm really coming to the understanding that story does not matter. It is about <laughs> a few individual shots per episode, and ideally one or two reveals or surprises. And, and with the, you know, rating on what I'm going to call the Unicron curve, um, uh, this episode, I kind of liked it. I'm, I'm enjoying the character relationships that are growing. The the whole the, th- iron- the, the thing with Demolisher, the way it's coming along, I'm really liking that. Yeah, the whole I- this Ironhide Demolisher dynamic, I'm liking way more than the whole Ironhide Kicker thing they tried. Yeah. Uh, so keep you know stay there, stay in this lane. Um, I, I gotta say this though, they're milking Optimus for screen time, and we're not getting much out of it. No, he's just 
forming Voltron and then immediately walking through a door. And, and he's then... not even engaging in any combat. He's not doing anything. The, the extent that he, like, in the last few episodes, I think all he has done is said either, we're not going to do that, or why would I do that? Like, that's <laughs> his approach to everything thus far. So he's, Optimus is kind of like a, a secondary character in this show. Wonder if if and when they bring Megatron back, if that'll change. That would be. I mean, at nice. least it'll give them yeah, something to do. Maybe we get some really good with these character models. If they spent some money and some time, you could have some amazing combat. So fingers crossed. Uh, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Megatron Resurrected. Oh, maybe he is coming back. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> if you want to see something that shouldn't come back, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at pmcpherson1. And you can email the show, transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yep. Make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to Moist with. I think we did that one before, though. Remember the song Resurrection? Here comes the oh, Resurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, Couple uh, albums. They were great, man, in the 90s. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, what was the Silver. Silver and then Creature? Where the two those two albums were just fucking fire. I'm I'm one of the I'm a Gen Z. It was fire, man. No cap. <laughs> and uh, d- tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. <laughs> you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Dip Pickers podcast show at transformersnippickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. We're finally going on tour? Kankakee County, here we come. Yeah, something like that. You two are going to go find Herman and Steve and stop them before they reach Atlantic City and put that stolen Scorponok on rent. This show cannot afford that kind of financial loss. This show makes money? No, that's why we can't afford to lose any. So how are we paying for this trip? What, I should care? <sighs> is the bus nice? The bus is very nice. The driver is an asshole. Is he a nice asshole? One of the best. And we'll be recording from the road? Yes. Can I bring my security blanket? No. What about my security optimus? Yes. Security hot water bottle? No. Paul's security hot water bottle? Also no. Security service? I'm very insecure. Yes. Security jump rope? That's not a thing. Security, security? Security. Security camera?